This podcast is brought to you by the OGC, the best gaming community around where you can play in weekly tournaments and live streams with Obi every day. Join now at patreon.com backslash Obi1plays. What is up, everybody? This is the OG Cast episode 9. I'm here with Ghost Wolf, Polygon, Super Mario, and Fear McDeo. We got some crazy topics for you guys tonight. It's gonna be awesome. So, first of all, how are you guys doing tonight? I'm working, right. man. I just got my wolfie nap and I'm up. I'm doing, I'm doing mighty fine. That's pretty good. Dio? Yep. How was work? Doing good. Work was work. Yeah, it's work. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So, first up on today's list, guys, we're going to be talking about Pokemon Sword and Shield. I know it's been a minute, but we got that direct not too long ago. Um, yeah, so I think I'm going Sword. I don't know about you guys, but... I'm going just- full-on Shield because that's the one that my friends are not getting. Ah, okay. Yeah, me too. It depends on the sword. legendary. Oh, you're one of I'm those people. Sword. Yeah. <laughs> For me, it's all about being able to trade, fill out my Pokedex, you know. Yeah, gotcha. To me, it never looks cooler. I've never 100%ed a Pokemon game, but I think I kind of, I, I feel like I'm in terms of the Pokedex, not, so, not so full on 100%. What do you guys think about the um, the art style, the direction that they went with it on this uh, Direct? Well, it's, at first glance, it's not dissimilar from Let's Go, but just like the general detail level is way increased, and it looks like it's got a much higher production value, a uh, larger exactly. team. Uh, well, there are a lot more curves. It's not all t- like just tile-based, bunch of squares next to each other. It, it looks a lot cleaner in terms of like the actual world design. On one it. hand, I'm really impressed with it, and at the other hand, I feel like they could have done more. Like, I think there's always going to be that feeling that it could have been more, but this is pretty much what I expected yeah. for them to yeah, do. Yeah, it was, it was it what I expected. Is it what I wanted? Maybe not, but I think they're in the right direction. I just hope that they take some strides to just reinstate this, since this is the first whole console Pokemon game. I hope they go all out. Yeah, I kind of like the way the character models looked. Um, they weren't like yeah. a, chi- a chibi kind of style like they did with Let's Go. They were more like proportionate to what like a teenager kind of would look like in this game you know more so mature I, I could, look. yeah more mature look instead of like a kid's look and i like the fact that in this game from what we saw they um they you can fight pokemon in the wild instead of only just being able to capture because of course let's go was you know trying to have that whole hey you could transfer your pokemon from pokemon go right. into the game so the whole mechanic was when you see a pokemon in the wild you just you catch it you don't do anything else i'm like uh, yeah. i want to fight these pokemon and then capture it because that's like the, the whole point. one thing that that is a, that is a great improvement but one thing they did go back on they went they went back on some stuff that they improved in let's go that i don't think they should have really gone back on you know you can't see enemies in the wild from what i from what i can tell um in the trailer he just gets straight into combat this may be like a beta thing it might not be full game uh, actual reality, but it just seems like that's that's the direction they're headed, and it kind of disappoints me that some of the strides they took to push the Pokemon series forward and Let's Go uh, kind of are being taken back with this new installment, kind of devaluing what they did with that game. Yeah, it's just like Pokemon Company, their issue is that they, they know their formula, they know what their formula is, and they're scared to do anything else. And, and I think that's it's working for them well now, but in like three or four games, I feel like maybe that's going to start becoming selfish. You just can't keep doing the same thing over and over. Yeah, I feel you guys on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, aside from getting a new Pokemon game, there was an article that um, was talking about Octopath Traveler. Octopath Traveler getting a potential sequel and i think kind of confirming a mobile game which i think will be interesting um i feel like octopath can work as a mobile game we've seen it before there's tons of rpgs you throw in the uh, microtransactions you got fire emblem uh legends or whatever it's called uh, that nintendo has but yeah even um, even straight up chrono trigger on phone like yeah 
But I, I really think that this sequel is going to happen. But the question I have is, is this sequel going to be a Nintendo Switch exclusive or is it going to go multi-plat? Because so many people wanted Octopath, but we were lucky it was a Switch exclusive. So I think it might be a Switch debate. exclusive. It's I think it might be like Bravely Default. Uh, See, yeah. I don't know what goes behind the scenes in terms of of how they choose if they're gonna you know keep a series exclusive but i think making a sequel could be in part due to the demand on other platforms it could be their opportunity to put an octopath game on other consoles um it'll definitely be on switch i mean that's basically that's a no-brainer but it's i don't i don't think it will be exclusive i think this is their opportunity to make it not unless they're contracted with nintendo to make you know these games for the switch I don't. I think it could happen. Do you think um, they only uh, continue the story of Octopath, or are they going to choose eight different people? I think they're going to choose different people. I'm sure they're going to reference them. They're going to, you know, they're going to they're going to do their fair share of, of 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 you know fan service for people who love the first game, and that's great. You know, I'm sure they're going to have some some returning characters, and I like that because some of the characters are pretty pretty interesting in the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I recently just picked up Octopath. I know I'm late. But um, from what I've seen um, and what I've heard, the music and everything, like I, I I'm really yeah. gonna like this game a lot. So just knowing that, hey, there's potentially a sequel, makes me want to play the first game now even more. Because then it's like, okay, after I beat this, by the time I end up finishing it, there's gonna be a second one out, and I can go straight into the second one. <laughs> oh, it, it makes me want to oh. revisit it. For- Octopath was my favorite game of 2018. I really enjoyed really? it. I- it, it actually was. It actually time way more than the Xenoblade expansion. Wow. Not doing lie. Nice. Um, more, what, than, more than um, Smash. Would, more than. Oh yeah, more than Smash. Um, I would really love it at least if one character story got continued, or at least a thing like one of the characters had a child or. Yeah, did did any? Yeah, what if? Yeah, maybe the the new eight characters could be like. Of the original eight, and it could be in a new time period, sort of. And yeah, or at least one. I know, huh. I know one of them was a knight, and he lived in the village with a bunch of kids who wanted to be like him. Right. Maybe one of them or those kids. So I would kind of like, you know, at least one. Yeah. Well, without, without, one, without getting too deep into speculation, that I, 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 I did for a. Uh, yeah, and, um, and for it being exclusive, I kind of feel it can because, um, Square really undermined the Switch when it first released, and they kind of bite him in the butt. That's why we're getting all those Final Fantasies now. So they could yeah. be saying, We need more games. I know Octopath, that word is just trying again. Yep. Yeah. And maybe maybe even we'll get that, that uh, Avengers game. Yeah. So what were you yeah. saying, Dio? No, no, no. I was just agreeing. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, speaking yeah. of more games that companies could get us, we had a Nindies Direct um, the other day, and there was a ton of games announced, but for me, about three games really caught my eye. Of course, Nintendo hit it out of the park. They, they hit us with a banger. Cuphead was announced at the very beginning. Um, dope game. I've seen tons of gameplay. Oh, yeah, um, I've heard, I, I heard, so much I, I heard on Twitter that um, it was actually Microsoft that approached uh, MDHR and told them that they wanted that they wanted to make a Switch port. Like, Microsoft was the one that pushed for this. Yeah, like, it, it so makes perfect it was, sense. Ever since yeah. I saw um, Cuphead in development, this was before it was going to be released on Xbox. I remember a couple years ago, it, just, it came out on YouTube. It was like, new game that surfaces that looks like a 19, you know, 20s cartoon or something like that. And I was like, wow, yeah. this game looks awesome. This, and it, I'm it, like, it, where it is it going to come to? And then all of a sudden, a couple years later, it comes out on Xbox and it's an Xbox exclusive. I was like, dang, I really want to play that game. Didn't think twice about it. And now here we are, full circle, like, an, like a year or so into the game already being out. <laughs> Now it gets dropped on Switch. And it's going like, to give it such wow. a great resurgence, especially with the new DLC coming. It's yeah. Gonna, yeah. Like Obi was it's saying, the DLC, though, um, he, I'm not sure if it's going to come to the Switch at you It'll know, probably first. be a timed exclusive on Xbox. Like, honestly, I mean, it, it leaks, you know, Xbox and PC. 
just yeah. like the actual full game was. Well, one of launch. the one of the representatives from Xbox went on Twitter and actually put that yes, Octopath. I mean, not Octopath. Um, sorry, uh, Cuphead <laughs> is yeah. coming to Switch, but it will have full Xbox Live support. So that means, you know, maybe your save data can cross over. Maybe that's an incentive for people to, you know, double dip or someone to that would be nice. buy it on Switch and then eventually get it on their Xbox and they can just continue where they left off. And that'll bring the whole full like portable thing like full circle technically because technically you could probably play cuphead of course on dock mode but like going home and playing it on your xbox you know would be of course xbox's version of full circle if they had oh yeah go, go on ghost i have learned so much from how to pour milk video it's ridiculous <laughs> they have taught me so well i'm i'm such a very poor now <laughs> But no, in all seriousness, it was a trade <laughs> like way too like open up and I'm like, what is this? Oh, it's cut that. Yeah, but see, I, I was just like, Obi, I didn't I didn't think about it. I was like, what? I'm like, oh, this is probably some indie developer doing a uh you know, black and white whatever and like I thought it was gonna be like a cops and robbers cheesy whatever thing. And then it didn't dawn on me until the guy put the mask on his face and uh, then I saw the cup and I was like, Oh, cup and then the face mask oh okay then it then it made sense and then i think x pull posted in chat was like cuphead and obi flipped out he's like no way and then you know we got cuphead but the best yeah. part is well, it's so only twenty dollars so it's, yeah. it's the same price as it was on other system true but i mean it's expected but it, it better not have been expect more expensive I mean, uh, but it's I'm, a, I'm it's a quality happy. game for twenty dollars because there's twenty dollars games it's that are horrible. It took them like ten years to make it. Like, oh my goodness! But I'm sure it's making money. Yeah, my next game that I really um liked on the Nindies Direct was uh Blaster Master Zero Two. You know, it's a little NES type game. It looks pretty yeah, awesome and promising. Yeah, the first one was great. Second one. No, I got the second one too. Oh yeah, that one. It's, yeah, it's out. It's awesome. <laughs> now I gotta go it's get awesome. it. <laughs> um, yeah, and finally, uh, that, I think. That, well, for me, a sleeper, a sleeper hit. One that I saw at E3 actually. It was at it was at E3 in uh, 2018. Yeah, and uh, it was my friend Pedro. It was Devolver Digital. It was the one where the guys, you know, flipping around, shooting people. It's a 2D kind of game. I think that looked really fun. Uh, like you can, you can, it's so physics based, and the just the moving around looks so fluid, and, and it looks very satisfying to pull off. Is, like, really is that cool the maneuvers. one with the with the banana? Yeah, the banana. Yeah. Uh, okay, that was funny. I was like, a banana. I was like, what? This is so. I don't get. Field. I don't quite get the banana, but it's it's very Devolver, and it's yeah. The banana's Pedro. Uh, I'm definitely gonna pick it up. Yeah, the banana is is his friend uh, Pedro. Okay, because I, I was like, this is very indie, like the jokes for this yeah. game. Yeah. It, it, Last it game on my radar from the Nindy Direct was uh, Cadence of Hyrule. I've never played yeah, Crypt oh, of the God. Necromancer, and then I, I saw. I it. always loved the concept of Crypt of the Necrodancer, like just the yeah, yeah just the the rhythm based combat and everything. It, See, it felt. I've never heard of Crypt of the Necromancer till like they Necro said Necro Dancer. Yeah, Necro Dancer. And Necro I was just like, dancer. What? <laughs> I was like, He's what is this? Dancer around. Yeah. But I mean, it looks good, like with Link and Zelda in there, and like you know, with the Zelda music. Like music in Zelda is such a big part of what makes a Zelda game a Zelda game. So pairing yeah. that with a rhythm-based, you know, RPG, like, come on. And just imagine what this could mean for your titles in regards to using, like, you know, third-party companies using Nintendo properties. Like, I mean, this is this this was completely out of the blue for them to just give an indie studio. I don't know if the indie studio came to Nintendo with this, you know, game proposal and then they agreed to it, or if it was the other way around. Um, well, I don't know, I heard, but it looks, it looks nice. On Twitter, the originally it was just supposed to be DLC. Nintendo said they wanted it as his own game. Ah, hmm. well, that's pretty cool because I read an article. Yeah. Um, Yuji Naka, the creator of Sonic the Hedgehog, well, one of the creators because mm -hmm. there's tons of people. He um, went on record saying that uh, Nintendo has changed. Because in the past, if he would have asked to, like, hey, let me use Mario for a game, um, Nintendo straight up would have said, no, <laughs> like, that ain't yeah. gonna happen. But yeah. because of this game, Cadence of Hyrule, with having, you know, Link and Zelda in a 
you know a third party game pretty much an indie game then he thinks something might be possible so who knows we might get another mario and sonic game probably not like an olympics but i mean like let's say a mainline series sonic game where i think mario olympics, comes in putting for- mario and sonic together in an olympic setting is a waste i think that there's so much potential with a full-on exactly. game exactly a full-on game um mm-hmm. maybe like a sonic adventure 3 and then you and wind up in New Donk City for some reason, and then there's Mario with Cappy. No, and like, no, no, you need Mario. No, we need Mario, Sonic, Odyssey, Adventure, where you fight Bowser and Aim, and you team up against Mario and Sonic. With a team of rabbits. Oh, so like, yes. a, like a crossover. Yes, ah. a full one of 3D platformers, Mario and Sonic. You go around, you trade off, you do special combo moves. Or maybe, what if this means... What if this means Sonic... Sonic is all about speed, so... Yeah. Mm. But what that's, if this well, means that part. Sonic... But this that's this might mean that Sonic part. might actually make it into Smash. Sonic is in Smash. Ooh. That was a joke. Ha ha ha. Anyways, but, speaking of jokes... But no, but no, bro. <laughs> that would be amazing, though. <laughs> no, be amazing. no. Speaking of jokes, speedy. Anyone not? I don't know. But speaking of jokes, um, Persona Five is, no, no, is no, you trolling no. us for a long shot. We're oh, getting okay. Joker and Smash, you know, because ha ha ha, jokes on you. Yeah. But Persona Five R was announced, and it was not announced for Switch. Um, Persona Five R is not a game. You it's need DLC. better jokes, Mister. I mean, Persona 5 R, it's it, it was a teaser for DLC, uh, the, and, and it was interesting because this character that they introduced, the Japanese translation of what she was saying, she was very outspoken about the Phantom Thieves actions. She was like critiquing them, like she was not a fan of Joker and, and them. Mm-hmm. And so I want to see if there, she's like a new side character, new confidant, or maybe a new party member that extends to the end of the story. Um, I think it could be really interesting, and on April 24th, we'll know more if it is, you know, maybe a Switch port of the game. But it's funny, it's ironic that we, you know, we waited this long. They, they teased the reveal of Persona 5R, and then the reveal came, and now they're teasing more information about this, you know, DLC. And so they're they're hyping it up a lot, which is something Al, uh, Atlas likes to do. But I, I just think it's ironic. Well, how do you feel that you know we're getting Joker, but nothing is like being said by any company that hey, like we're getting Persona on the Switch, like legit. It's I'm all not worried about it. I'm not worried. I, I'm not worried about it because I'm sure it's gonna happen. I'm sure it's gonna happen eventually. Happen. Then again, thinking about it. Metal Gear is not on, you know, Nintendo platform, to my knowledge. Well, yeah, well, it was on GameCube, well, and that was the last you? time we saw it. No, nope. yeah, the GameCube was the last. But I mean, come on, like Snake well, and Smash, true, like, but, yeah. No, no, I'm all one for jokes, but the Joker needs to ask the Joker for better jokes. <laughs> come on, Batman, let's borrow some jokes, man. Well, man. speaking of uh, reveals. <laughs> Reveals and um, you know maybe maybe they're just waiting till E3. Honestly, like Nintendo needs to have some heavy hitters this year at E3, which I I think they are. So pre E3, yeah. Um, and and the way they did the direct schedule for this year, doing one direct in February, you know, kind of later on, I think it gives them just the right amount of you know just the right opportunity to come out strong at E3 with some of the stuff they've been saving up. Yeah, I think they've been keeping um, things in the oven a little longer than usual. And people are uneasy about that, but that yeah, just but means I'm, I'm excited either way because we already know of so many good things. Like that, all we need is just more information on. Like we know about Animal Crossing, we know about Luigi's Mansion, we know about all this stuff that's coming out. You know, and it's it's supposed to come out this year. All of that stuff. And so Fire any emblem. additional stuff is just extra. Like yeah. it's just going to be a nice little surprise. I, I have a feeling we're going to get a lot of more information on Fire Emblem and more information on Animal Crossing, um, as, as like the two big big things that right. Nintendo will talk about yeah. at E3. I'm not going to get my hopes up for anything. See, out of I left would field, even go but... as I would go as far as to say that their E3 boot is going to be decked out in Animal Crossing. I would say half and half. Because uh, Fire, Fire Emblem is so? going to be a pretty big game, 
and they yeah, it got, and it got pushed know. back. It got pushed back. So it did, but it's so it's not it's it's it, it's so close to E3. It's just the month after that. It's like I don't know how much hype they think they can generate through E3 for Fire Emblem. I think well, they've got all the four Fire Emblem fans that are going to pick up this game. You know, convinced I, with. I still uh, think they're going to show more because of the reasoning. They only talked about the class system in that direct. There's still I'm a sure lot they more are going to the show game. more. They're going to have to show it on Treehouse. They're also this. This is the first console Fire Emblem game in a long time. The last yeah, one was on the, like Wii. the Wii, and yeah. the crazy thing is those games, like the Wii version and the GameCube yeah. version, to this day they're still expensive to buy, like super expensive. Yeah. So, being that this is a new one, cinematic. they're gonna announce a special edition. They're gonna have to show that off. Like, there's so many different things that go into a modern Fire Emblem game as far as like you know announcing it and media that i really think e3 is going to be the place to show it all off do you think we're getting new game announcements of course we're going to get new game yeah, announcements. i mean they, i'm i'm sure we are uh, i like, mean i can never rephrase that which ones do you want now what do you think what do you want as crazy you as want? you want i want f-zero if anything but i highly yeah, doubt that's going to happen i, um, I, I want get interest Mother three, ha! Huh. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. I want Mother I, 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 Four, man. Mother three. So yesterday, give me Mother Four. Mother well, Four is never gonna happen ever. Well, now that Reggie's not in office, I mean, we could get Mother Three because there was the whole like joke going around that Reggie would never let them bring Mother Three over, and now he's not the president. Was that rooted in any? Was that rooted in anything? Of never. Um, no, it was just cultural differences between the games. There's a certain section where. Um, the the Japanese culture is very uh, relaxed on certain things that Western cultures are not as relaxed on, i.e., cross dressing and all that stuff. I mean, they allowed the Final Fantasy VII, <laughs> and Cloud dresses as a girl for like one part of the game. And look at Breath of the yeah, Wild. Uh, Link dresses as a girl for like. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, he does. Wow. Okay. Now. In addition to Nintendo's E3, there's a bunch of news on some other companies and their plans for E3. Yeah, um, like Sony. <laughs> like not Sony showing not up being at there. all. Oh, I can't wait for them to show up. Yo, we'll everybody's going to be waiting. It's going to seem like they're not even there. They're going to be so good. Yo, I yeah. can't wait. They're gonna, you're gonna, everybody's going to be like lining up for the press conference. And, and then they're they're, they, be, might reveal, they might reveal a bunch of VR games. Yo, there's a new game that they're gonna announce at E3 from Sony. It's gonna be called. <laughs> no, there's not. It's, it's it's gonna be called Endless Space, the Grand yeah. Odyssey. No, it's they're just gonna have a giant gap where their booth would have been. <laughs> they're gonna put in little signs. No. Sony was here. No, that's what it is. Yeah. No, no, it's gonna be called. And you had to wear VR glasses to go through the whole thing. It's gonna be called yeah. a story that never was. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyways, well, uh, Polygon companies companies that are there. We've got some news from Bethesda and Microsoft, and a little bit from EA. Uh, and Google. Well, hold off on that. <laughs> but uh, EA, they're holding. They're not holding a traditional pro- press conference. They're doing their standard EA Play thing. No one cares. They're going to show a football. Um, <laughs> if anyone has any, any thoughts on it, you can chime in. Nah, uh-huh. EA is pretty much trash for me. Yeah, I, I, EA, they're just going to focus on live streaming the event and maybe throwing in some game releases in there. I think we're going to see maybe a bit of Sims DLC, which might be the only thing I'm, I get a little excited about. Um, but yeah, Bethesda, though. Bethesda has confirmed that their thing is happening. Let's see, when is it happening? Uh, uh, answer for Fallout. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I don't think we need Fallout this year. I think they're going to forego Fallout. Uh, well, they have some stuff to show off. You know, Doom Eternal is going to come out this year. They're definitely they've con- that is a one hundred percent confirmed game that's going to be at Bethesda's E three. Nice. So, well, we all remember now, Bethesda has to win back some trust too. However, Fallout seventy says, yeah, there's some hurt mm-hmm. friends, and they got to show them, hey, that was a one miss out. We would never happen again. Please, kid is back. I mean, they're, See, they're the thing is, Bethesda is a good developer that makes great games. They had one flub, and people have turned against them. I I'm still loyal. I think Doom's going to be fantastic, even though I don't know how much of that is Bethesda and how much of that is ID. But I think they can make some good stuff, and I'm excited for Starfield. I'm excited for uh, Elder Scrolls Six. They've got a bunch of stuff coming. 
and uh, they just I'm sure they're gonna have a great press conference um yeah nice and it's, and it's going on on June 9th at 5pm uh at 5.30 pacific time oh they started it off they early okay yeah June 9th E3 runs by the way uh, June 11th to the 13th so yeah yeah, they're kicking it off early. They said, let's get it in and out. <laughs> yeah. We don't want everybody to be tuning in on us. They had, you know a really, they had a really cool booth here. Like, oh my goodness, it was amazing. Their booth. Um, they had like this whole, they had this whole, car- you know, kind of carnival theme. And it was, it was Bethesda land. Uh, they, they demoed a lot of great games. And it was just, it used to be a real place. I don't know if that, I wouldn't yeah, go that far. Cool. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was fun. Um, well, and then Microsoft here. Oh, do you have anything? You have anything to say? No. Microsoft. Yeah. <laughs> Microsoft. They well, uh, they revealed some stuff in their inside, their most recent one, uh, including the announcement that Halo Infinite is 100% going to be there. No one's surprised. Uh, they're, it's rumored that they're going to talk a little bit more about their their upcoming hardware, the Lockhart and Anaconda consoles. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have made a kind of interesting change. They're permanently renaming their Microsoft Square to Xbox Plaza. That's a permanent right. name change. They're they're fully embracing the Xbox brand in this location, and it's 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 going to be nice. That's probably where they're going to have their press conference, of course. Um, so yeah, they've confirmed that Gears Five is going to be there, and that Infinite is going to be there. Nice. Oh, that's so, good. Yeah. I just got an yeah. Xbox now, so now I can kind of in partake and in like ga- and enjoy with Game Pass. Halo and Gears are on Game Pass. Yeah, My cousin Sergio might be giving me heads. Hey, there you go. Yeah, yeah. nice. And that's the thing. Like I've I've years passed. Like I've never really paid attention to the Microsoft uh, press conferences because you know I, I was mainly Sony, Nintendo, Sega. I I didn't really have an Xbox. Right. And um, I think it was the year that Dragon Ball Fighters got announced was the first year I said, okay, let me watch Microsoft just to see what they have, you know? And I wasn't expecting mm-hmm. anything. I was like, oh, it's just going to be more shooting games, you know, Call of Duty, blah, blah, blah. And then yeah, Dragon Ball Fighters just came out of nowhere and it said, you know, Xbox One um, world premiere. And I was like, is it only on Xbox? And I started freaking out left and right. I'm like, oh my God, like yeah. this, this game better be on the other consoles. If it's not, I'm going to freak out. I watched Sony's press conference. The game wasn't there. I was like, oh no. Oh no. And then I saw the trailer later that said it was coming out on, you know, PlayStation as well. And then eventually yeah. we got the Switch announcement. So like now, now that I have an Xbox, I don't have to be scared because I'm just like, oh, I mean, I can just get it for Xbox right. if it's only there. And, but, and yeah. I've never been too fond of a lot of Xbox. Exclusives, uh, but uh, now with the whole Game Pass thing, all their first-party exclusives coming day one. That is just that gets me so much more, you know, so so much more engaged into the games now that I don't have to pay full price. True. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, oh, well, I've always watched every E3 press conference, all of them, no matter what. Even though EA hurts me, it actually physically hurts me every year to watch that. I yeah. just watched them all. So Ubisoft is pretty crazy too me. because Ubisoft always has that pre-show party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Like, okay, well, this past year's was pretty cool. Like, they had the whole like just dance thing, and like it was all like a live marching band, and then everybody came yeah. in. Like, that was kind of a cool way to announce the now, game. But let's game's still let's, take, in my a, let's take a tally right now. Who here thinks that they're gonna have Dancing Panda once again? Oh, definitely in the Just Dance. Yeah, definitely. They're gonna say in the sky. It's not gonna be blue tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dancing Panda's confirmed. Uh, let's move on. No. Yeah, so yeah. now that Sony's not going to be at the conference, I have a strong hunch that we're going to see some uh, Google presence because Google had a press conference at GDC announcing their um, streaming game streaming service called Stadia. Uh, Stadia seems promising. There's a lot of unanswered questions, but at the very end of their hour-long press conference... They said you will get more information in the summer. So, yes, yes. being in the summer and being how Sony's just not showing up to E3, like that—that's like okay. The only other person that would have enough money to pay off E3 and be like, "Yo, we want the slot." Google, they're a giant. Um, yeah, yeah. Like they have the power. Like what they showed—they showed Doom Eternal. They actually had Doom Eternal running on systems. Yeah, and at it looked looking good. Yeah. 
but it's looking phenomenal. Like they said, they could promise up to 4K, 60 frames a second. I gotta, I, mean, I gotta see it in action with my machine, with my internet, before mm-hmm. I fully believe it. But if this works as advertised, I'm fully, I'm fully embracing this thing. Not as a gaming replacement, because I'm always gonna, you know, love having my own hardware and, you know, having my own software like that I own physically that I can, you know, play offline. But this is a great little add-on to my you know gaming repertoire exactly because that's that was my thing i'm like you know a game gets put on stadia right you you can hop in there you could play it on your tv your tablet thing, everything the whole thing about just clicking on a youtube link yeah so promising yeah. if used right it's it's pretty awesome but my fear is you're playing this game and then all of a sudden your developer's like yeah we're done supporting this game no more updates no more nothing and they just take it off stadia so the game you like if you pay for individual games because we don't know if we're paying for individual games or if we're paying for a service yet um your game is highly unlikely we're gonna be like i don't know like your game's just gone and that scares me i was like okay and me being a collector i'm like okay i like buying my games because then I, I i at least know i'm getting a case for the game that has awesome artwork from the game and sometimes right. the inside you know you can flip the whole artwork around you got a, a different cover like there, that in the, itself the, is the, cool the, the act of like owning a physical representation of that game that you have it just it's an experience in and of itself especially if it's something you know a game you're really excited for you know, going to the store, picking it up, just adds a new dimension to your enjoyment, and it's oftentimes more more memorable than the game itself. Yeah, and the thing yeah, is for me is the thing for me is if if we're gonna go to an all digital future, at least companies, you know, find a way to replace a physical item. Like, yeah, there's special editions where you get these like figures and all this stuff. Like, it was weird for me when Sonic Mania got announced. Um, it wasn't coming out physical; it was digital. But they had a special edition and i was like okay so i got mm-hmm. the special edition for my birthday and i got the giant mm-hmm. sonic statue the gold ring the, the metal you know card and all that stuff it was awesome and then i got a digital download code of the game so i still felt like i had something worth i like i had this nice collectible but then i also had the and, game you know so if they if they did stuff like that that would be great something like that 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 happened um red dead 2 did a, a you know a, a kind of a collector's box but it didn't come with the game you know, so I would assume that if they want to do something like that with a streaming digital service thing where you just get the game if you have the service, you could, you know, show your love for the game just by buying merch. And I feel like that'll kind of boost merch uh, production quite a bit. Well, going why would it necessarily say buying merch aside from buying a game? Like if if you pay for like, let's say Stadia's out, you pay your monthly fee to get the game stream, but then you have to buy each individual game when you buy that game. They will send you, you know, something in the mail, you know, that is your physical representation of the game, whether it's a figure or like a collectible card thing or something just showing like, hey, you bought the game, you know, so you can see it on your show. Because a lot of companies don't really know that don't really understand the appeal of owning a physical object uh, with the game. And so I feel like they wouldn't prioritize that. Well, that's what I'm saying. They they should have the option. Like, you can buy the version of right. the game that's digital only or buy the version of the game that's a collector, you know, that comes with yeah. this special statue. And then you'll be able to play it on Stadia, but we'll send you the statue in the mail. Like, they could still keep doing special editions, but make these special editions like digital bundle packs where... Yeah, you get the game, and then we send you the the special figure that we were gonna release anyways in the mail. Um, but right. that's that's how I feel about Stadia. Um, and uh, now we gotta talk about the state of the play. You know what I'm saying? All so, right, yeah. and now we gotta talk about the Switch upgrade. The yeah. state of the yeah. play. All right, Let so, me so the guys the who are not showing up to E3 decided to um, do their own type of Nintendo Direct <laughs> or Sony announced thing called State of Play. And, and it basically as- indirectly confirmed our suspicions as to why they're not going. They yeah. don't have anything. They have yep. nothing. <laughs> the State of Play left my mind in disarray. See, yep. I have a feeling that they're cooking up some stuff for the PS5. They're focusing on that in right now. Days Gone is not out yet. Spider-Man DLC came out pretty recently. I don't know if they're continuing DLC for that. Um, but, you know, uh, Last of Us 2. They've, they've got a bunch of games that are announced that they need to start rolling out 
to fill in the time between this and PS5. I think they're working on exclusives behind the scenes for that, and that's why they have nothing and aren't going to E3. It feels like the, uh, that type of timing where they're about to announce a new system, so that's, yeah, I feel like they're just it's like, ready. It's like, it's like Nintendo's 2016. Like, they got nothing. They're prepping for the Switch. Yeah. Whenever like, uh, the PlayStation 3 was going to be announced, um, I remember Sony, they did their own little, like, press video thing like the week before e3 and then like mm-hmm. playstation 3 was announced or was that playstation 4 it was playstation 4 when they were announcing PlayStation 4 they did something before e3 and then e3 rolled around and it was just like all games but i guess they're at a moment where it's like crap we can't show anything before e3 because we're not ready yet so i think 20 i think uh, see you know six, 2016 was so great for sony because they just revealed a bunch of games way ahead of time like, they had so much stuff coming out, but they crammed it into, you know, a 2016 press conference, and some of those games that they released still aren't even out. Like, yep. like and that's that's their problem. They, they really, you know, tried to win that one, and as a result, kind of made all their subsequent press conferences just lesser. And I feel like 2020, they might make that same mistake by blowing out, all, you know, a bunch of these PS5 games that aren't going to be coming out, that aren't all fully going to be all released until 2024, yeah but as far as this uh state of play video was it was a ton of vr a ton of uh games that we've kind of already seen gameplay i mean i i get what they were trying to do trying to be like the inside xbox you know nintendo direct but like nintendo is the one who's going to do it the best because they always announce yo here's some games you've already seen here's more updates and here's a little look at something new you know, Xbox kind of does the same thing. I don't think they've Xbox announced anything really new. Xbox doesn't really do that. They, they focus on games. And they yeah. know that those inside Xbox things are for the core fans. Yeah, will exactly. take any little bit of information. Yeah. So Sony just and needs to work fine. on it. It's, their, for that. it's sure. their first episode. I'm sure it'll get better in the future. I mean, they like, yeah, literally but, just announced but, but it but and then now, aired it. But right now, they, have, they had a couple artsy games. They showed off Days Gone. You know, which who cares? Um, they they showed off Iron Man VR, which I get because that looks really cool. It's, yeah, yeah, that's well, that. Now, that's the Sony thing. Either way, as of right now, it's stay up boring. Yeah, pretty much Got is. Him. Yeah. Well, no you, just, you just single handedly made Sony go bankrupt yep. by saying now let's switch to an upgrade. Exactly. The Wall Street Journal, you know, was reporting on uh, Sony's failure that they had to go make another article and rush it to the press. Um, (laughs) Nintendo is seemingly, um, I guess, giving out information because Wall Street Journal, there's a a guy, there's an article. He uh, apparently has information that Nintendo is going to be releasing two new consoles this uh, summer, just about is what they're seeing. They're saying uh, manufacturers and people who are working with the hardware, there's two different versions It's of the Switch that are coming out. There's one that's going to be for the right. Avid Gamer with more extra features, which is believed to be more powerful. They're saying the mm-hmm. power of it is going to be um, not as powerful as PS4 Pro and Xbox One X, but it should be... M- be more powerful than the base models of those systems so i'm thinking um in between an xbox one x and an xbox one s like or like a ps4 pro and a ps4 regular like in between so it's a little bit more powerful than the base models of those two systems but not as powerful as like the x and the and the pro which i think is going to be great and then they're they're saying they're going to make another console which is going to be a smaller version handheld which internally at nintendo they're saying that that's gonna be the 3ds replacement so it'll probably be a little cheaper yeah successor so that way so basically they're making the nintendo switch s yeah pretty much kind of like an upgrade give us a bump more power and then the making another one to where people can kind of like get into the switch at a cheaper price point to kind of wean those kids off of the 3ds so they have the base the base model as kind of a you know they release one that's more accessible and one that's more um, suited for you know hardcore kind of gamers who want that extra exactly. juice. No, so, that's a, that's a you read. We're actually talking about this earlier. I think it'd be nice if they increase the memory on the Swiss Pro because a lot of people agree that I mean, the normal Swiss memory is 
Not that much. The memory is fine. It's the storage that's the problem. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, the storage. Storage. Well, I believe both. They have to do something on both because if if it's gonna have more features, that is technically a feature. You know, we shouldn't have to be buying 400 gigabyte SD cards. Like, yeah. give us a terabyte. You know, and the if switch we, really <laughs> encourages to go all digital. Like, I, like I went all digital with my switch, um, and okay. I love it. But it's just it's an extra expense that SD card, and eventually I'm gonna need to upgrade it again if I want to keep all my games on it. Exactly. Yeah. So, so we need to go to a you know like Obi even said tonight in um the 2K stream or one of the games they were playing. Someone was talking about um you know adding another game. He said, well, I just had to delete a game to update my Warframe. And someone's like, but you have a 400 gigabyte SD card. And he's all like, well, yeah, it's filled up because, you know, he buys every game digital. So I'm like, man, he's got, you know, 32 gigs on the system and a 400 gig SD card. And he still maxed it out with games. Like, yeah, that's, and, and that's this insane. is like games being like five or six yeah, on the Switch. The game like takes a lot of space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot. I, I recently had to delete. Um, I recently had to delete LA Noir. It's thirty gigs, and it's like it. It seems like a drop in the bucket when you went with a four hundred gig SD card. But it was it was just too much. I had to delete it to pre-order uh, Yoshi. Like, like what this tells me is, even if the Switch base model had five hundred gigabytes. Like that would wouldn't be enough. Like 500 gigabyte systems are like out the door nowadays. It needs to be a terabyte, and they need to give us at least let's see eight gigs of RAM because there's cell phones with eight gigs of RAM. Just give us more um features, and I'm sure Nintendo was probably waiting for this. That's why we don't have, let's say, all the streaming services that should be on here, like Netflix and you know stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, we don't have we don't have Crunchyroll. We don't have Netflix. Funimation. Yeah, and like the themes, yeah. we only have white and black as themes. Like, I think they're waiting. Let's uh, let's release these other two models so we have a Switch family of systems, and then they can yeah. do all the customizations, all that to meet their demographics. Because like they've got us sold on the games, got us. They got so period. Fully embrace the hardware and fully embrace like the personality that they used to have in a lot of the platforms. Yeah, kind of lost they a lot sold of us. They sold us on the core structure. Then you tell us on the outer layer. Yeah, that the that portability was exactly great, but it lost a lot of the personality. Like whenever I heard that there's you shout music, that's when I kind of was a little hesitant. Yeah. Now, I think it's gonna be all great that we're gonna get these upgrades and whatnot. I can't wait, but yeah, me neither. Kind of want to talk a little bit about some speculation. Um. This is nothing that has to do with an article or anything, nothing in the news, so whatever we're about to talk about, just just take it with a grain of salt. This is just some ideas we had floating around. Um, it may have, it may not. Speculation yeah. time. We're just we're just talking, you know, we're just we've just been thinking, just something we've been thinking about. So everybody so, knows um, Bayonetta. Do my I got it. So uh, we all played Bayonetta. Great game. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, then, you know, that company, Platinum Games, was struggling, and there was, it was looking like we weren't going to have Bayonetta 2, and Nintendo stepped in out of nowhere, and was like, yo, we'll help you make that game, and put it on our system, and we got Bayonetta 2, and that game did really well, and here we are, Bayonetta 3 got announced, so it's just like, wow, like, we have all these Bayonettas that are being made now. And now we're getting Astral Chain, which is coming out in August. So, and we're being uh, rumored for Scalebound. Yeah, Scalebound got rumored for the Switch, and uh, you know, I think Nintendo, for lack of a better term, should just go ahead and buy out Platinum Games. That would be the best business decision for them to make Platinum Games a second-party developer and have all of their games go to the Nintendo Switch. Now, this just makes way too much sense to me. Like, there's truly a respectable relationship between the two. They truly respect and understand each other. Um, like, three out of their... Three of... Two out of three games right now are being made for them. For Nintendo. So, it's like... So, like, if you're going to make anything for Nintendo, I don't see why not. They don't buy them. Plus, you know, they... We might get an actual chain character... For Smash, or yeah, the thing is, the thing is, like an outsider looking in at you know what Platinum Games and Nintendo's 
feel like, they would just assume that Platinum is a second-party dev for Nintendo. Well, sadly. Like, yeah. It just seems so right for them to buy them out and just, you know, give them a full, you know, nurture them, give them a home, let them make whatever game that they want to make and put it all on Nintendo. Now, 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 now they buy them out. I want to make sure that they say, hey, the deal is you make any game you want, as mature or as brutal or as bloody as you want, but the deal is it comes to Nintendo no matter what. And Nintendo only. And I think that's that's the deal they got going on with Monolith Soft, and it's worked out great for them. So I want the Is that the deal they have with Monolith Soft? Because it seems like they're having some uh, getting negotiating for like gore and stuff. I don't know if that's the exact deal they have. Well, pretty much it's was pretty much the base deal was you made great experience for Nintendo and there's rumor about making a violent Orion game for the Switch. By Monosoft. So I need to see Monosoft and Platinum being that mature audience that they don't really have. And saying, here, just, just, just. Give me whatever you want. Just make sure if you rate it right. That's how it is, and I'm all for it. Yeah, because, I mean, Bayonetta in itself, you know, rated M game. The girl has yeah, abilities that are very revealing <laughs> in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. So, so what were you, what were your thoughts, Dio? Um, I feel that if they acquisition this company, it's going to be nothing but good things for Nintendo. This way, you don't have to worry about, like, how Obi would say, third-party gaming. You know, Bayonetta is a good staple. I think this new game that's coming out is going to be really good. I have high hopes for it. And in conjunction with the potential Switch upgrades that, that could be happening this year... Um, you know, just the, the ability to buy out these, you know, some like third party kind of, of studios and let them make games for the Switch, giving them extra real estate, you know, power real estate would just con- conjunction, you know, in conjunction with the new hardware would just, it would, it would, it would, it really enforce third party gaming on the Switch if it is something it really needs. Yeah. I, I uh, think uh, with these more know. powerful systems, we can get games, you know, like Devil May Cry 5. It's, you know, rated yeah. M, and it's the built. Uh, it looks, it looks really good. Um, I don't think it can run on the Switch right now in its current yeah. state, but with a more powerful Switch, definitely. It can run well on a base Xbox One. Then it can, you know, if the rumors are true, it should be able to run on the new Switch. Um, Who knows? Maybe we'll get an actual Final Fantasy 15 instead of that TV version. I know. Like I yeah. was, I was happy we at least got it because it was rumored yeah. to be coming. But I mean, it, it, it Final Fantasy Pocket Edition 15, it, it is one to one, like cutscene for cutscene, the exact same. But just all the assets mm-hmm. and graphics and everything is chibi and and like. And I feel like that kind of takes away from the the sort of pretty gritty realistic no story. Room. There's no free roam. Is all um, like linear. Yeah, that's that's just that's not how the game was meant to be. I feel like yeah. the switch is kind of missing out on that. It 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 feels it feels like they pulled a Final Fantasy thirteen <coughs> uh, lightning on us with that game, man. Like they could have <laughs> well, done I mean, so much the better. Game was a mobile port. So yeah, I guess Cause I, I had think I think I, I think the Nintendo buys out Platinum, um, let them join forces. Maybe Drake for both, Drake for us, Drake for the gamer. Um, and I I really kind of wanted to happen because then yeah. we could get to be first match. I think Nintendo, Nintendo fans just unanimously agree. Forget it. It's going to be great. I said if Nintendo buys out Platinum, it's going to be great because then Scalebound will definitely happen, but they won't make it proprietary to Nintendo because I think Microsoft still owns the licensing for that game. Well, I think well, the license is up, though. Because that's what the article was saying. They said Microsoft owned the license for the game for a while, but then they never did anything with it. So that's why it went up. Yeah, they they owned it for a year until yeah. Like, so that that's why the, the creators like yo like I want to put Skillbound on Switch. You know, hey, you know what? That could actually support the speculation. Does Nintendo be like, hey Microsoft buddy man, we want to buy our platinum, but it's kind of hard when you guys own now this the IP. Fun- the funny thing is, oh, right, I, here you go. I went, I went back and watched um, the trailer for Scalebound, and there was several things in that trailer that reminded me of Xenoblade Two, 
that I was like, yeah. wait a second. Like, the fact yeah. that the, the dragon talks to the character, and he, like, rides it on his back. And I was like, dude, that's like the opening of Xenoblade 2. You're on this giant, like, flying beast thing who looks kind of like a dragon, and you talk to him. Like, wait, did, did, did they, like, steal, like, stuff you know, from Scalebound, they kind of like make this version of Xenoblade Two like a spiritual homage because the guy. No, Xenoblade Two. I wouldn't go that far because. I mean, just know, little Easter it, eggs it, here and there. I'm not saying it's 100 percent an homage. Gramps and everything. Yeah, but it's but cool. It, it definitely. It, I'm sure that that Scalebound is as you know kind of uh, affected some uh, design philosophy and and I'm sure there's been some inspiration somehow. So either way, I mean. Let's say that the scalebound licensing fiasco about it coming to Swift is actually plus part of the tale saying, hey, we're buying them out. It's kind of hard when you guys own this. That could add to the fact like the tale just wasn't easy their time, you know, putting all the paperwork together. Yeah, that could be a thing. But this is all speculation, so until it happens, we'll just keep dreaming. And on that yep. note, this was a good good talk guys well are we gonna are we gonna go through what everyone's playing right now i am playing banjo kazooie on xbox sekiro shadows die twice and i will be continuing final fantasy 7 at some point i've been Very slacking nice. off but it's now coming to switch so i might have to start all over again uh what about you polygon well right now i'm finishing up uh persona i'm like right at the final boss like i I'm probably going to finish that thing up tomorrow. Uh, I'm trying to beat Red Dead. I'm still on that game. It's fun. It's great. I love it. The story's really ramping up right now. Um, I'm, I I just finished up playing the Captain Toad DLC, which is pretty good, and I'm getting ready for uh, Yoshi and Final Fantasy VII coming to the Switch pretty soon. Dio, what you playing? Oh, my God. Uh, currently, I'm playing Anthem because I like the game and I have high hopes for it. Um, Division, Sekiro, uh, Near Automata, <laughs> Warframe, uh, Blaster Master, Warframe. Zero Two, um, what is it, um, Moonlighter, I got into Moonlighter, actually, that's a pretty cool game. Nice. Yeah, it's just, I'm running through the, the gamut of, like, eight different games. When I get tired, I'm like, alright, next game. Yeah. Hey, Red, you never, you never mentioned that you were playing, uh, what is that? Played what? You never mentioned that you were playing Sekiro. Yeah, I said Sekiro. Shadows Die Twice. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a yeah. really good game. It's fun. It's hard, but it's a really good game. Yeah. So, Ghost, what are you playing? Near, um, near Atomina, um, Amaya. I'm playing some Bayonetta. Playing me some Soul Caliber. And then, uh, I'm trying to get back into Tokyo Mirage Sessions, even though it's kind of hard to say, uh, yeah. it's what's that thing, but I still think it's a great game. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast tonight. We're going to do plenty more of these. I'll see you guys in episode 10. Peace. This podcast is brought to you by the OGC, the best gaming community around where you can play in weekly tournaments and live streams with Obi every day. Join now at patreon.com backslash obi1plays.